Hi community and welcome to another episode of the Multiple Birth Experience Podcast. I'm your host Tola Imad and on this episode we are continuing Vanessa Raimundo's story in part two of the Vanessa Raimundo episode. Now if you guys had listened to part one you know you definitely needed to continue and listen to part two because it's inspiring. She continues her story from Portugal coming to the UK and starting the Mums on a Mission non-profit organization that's catered to single mothers and um, her advocacy to ensuring that you know um, families get the right support that they need in within the community so yeah go ahead listen be inspired share to your family and friends because you never know who can be inspired you you might think they don't need to hear it but you know they might just need to hear it. you just never know so share like subscribe download and all the rest of it and we'll catch you again on the next episode bye guys I like this but I need some confusion, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> you didn't lose it straight away? No, no, no. I didn't. I was, I was really like, uh, what's the word? I was proper calculating. I was like, can't let my this next man take my virginity. I need to at least meet him. So, the, when you was being molested before, they didn't take it the virginity? Molestation is not rape, like I said, or intercourse. Molestation is when they touch your body, they... Um, they pref- just touching it's like foreplay okay it's nasty yeah because they teach you to how to touch them as well okay. and they make you touch them yeah and all these things are you just there's basically- no intercourse basically but it's masturbating it's disgusting it's, okay. it's, it's just as bad they make you watch porn and mm. things like that okay so a lot of times when i was being molested i was sleeping mm. and when i open my eyes there's porn so oh. these people are watching porn and they're getting so aroused. Take, taken out that they're going to pick up a kid mm. from the bedroom. Like, that's not normal. Okay. Obviously, it's that kid that don't have a dad and her mom is mm. not here anyway. So let's yeah. just do what we got to do, innit? Yeah. So going forward, this guy that you met, was so he met somebody guy, else? Um, he was really cool. He, he was a dancer as well. He was. Um, he just had this charismatic. There's nothing, there's something about him. But... Yeah, really cool, 21 year old, mind you I'm 13, mm. but I'm very like, you know nowadays you'll see some 13 year olds, 14 year olds. Did you not look 13 or something? I did, I, like I look now, so I didn't really change. Just, At 13? Yeah, my height was the same, I had bigger boobs I think. But did the guy know you were saying? Of course he did, he did, but th- we wasn't doing nothing straight away, let me mm. just, like he just, it's like, again he just... He liked the idea. Plus, his friends were going out with one of my friends, and she was 13. But she was a bit even more developed than me. It was just different type of 13-year-olds, man. I'm sorry. It's not even that. They, think, but they're the adults, though. That's a, I don't think you get it. Like, back home, back then, and even if you go back home, even in Nigeria, you, you probably find some 21-year-old boys and 13-year-old girls that are... 13-year-old girls are seven years ahead of themselves. Mm. I was one of but them. My point is that it doesn't make it right though, because they're no still they're still right. adults and like, no one said it makes it right. But at that time, the life that you're living in is happening right now. Mm. It doesn't make, it doesn't matter what the system or what the thing. When you're in that world, when you're living in that world, age is just a number. Mm. 
You see so many girls that are like 20 with some 50 year old man and they've been with that man since they were 15. And they're like, how? Mm. That man was 45 when he got with you. Mm. But in that world, that sick world, age don't, all those boundaries, all those, um, what's it called? There's a word, um, there's a word for a word for it, I can't remember now. You know, what's right, what's wrong. These people don't know. Mm. Like that world there, they don't know what's wrong, what's right. They just go with the flow. Mm. Um, so yeah, me, I didn't, I didn't want nobody to tell me nothing. Nobody could tell me nothing. Even if they did, my auntie did try. My, when my auntie mm. found out, that's when they kind of caught off to me because it was like, okay. When yeah. she found out what that you was. I was dealing with people that were older than me. And she was bothered by it. My auntie, when she found out, yeah. When did she find out? Uh, I don't know. Let me just yeah, later in life. My mom died in her house, but mm. she committed suicide in her house. And my auntie was there mm. with her friend. So there was three people in the house when mom committed suicide. Mm. And so obviously, I told my auntie, "You must have done it. You did something. Mm. You done something to my mom." Because it's the day after her birthday. Mm. What did you do? It's not normal. But yeah, so. She, when my mom died, then I started dealing with these boys and whatever. Mm. My auntie must have moved to England. I wasn't talking to her. Mm. She was pregnant with that little kid that I was worried about when I was pregnant with my daughter. Mm. Yeah, my mom, she was pregnant with that when my mom was with that daughter, that mm. girl when she was with. When my mom died, and I was just like, okay, um, I don't want to talk to you because you killed my mom. Oh. So when she found out. I'm dealing with this man and I, and obviously she finally got through to me. Yeah. She finally was able to speak to me like after two years or, or yeah, one year mm. or two. She was able to actually get for a year and a half later. Yeah. I was able to talk to my auntie properly, and yeah, so she was like, "I'm going, I'm coming for those whatever, whoever is dealing with my nieces, mm. my niece, I'm gonna deal with it." And I knew she would put it in jail, mm. and I knew it was wrong. You see, like you said, it's wrong. Oh, age. so you knew it was wrong. Yeah, when when it is like a snap home after a year and a half my mom died and I was like, Okay. Okay, this guy here, that was my virginity. He had a girl that was pregnant. Imagine. Mm. And so I was like he told me it was New Year's, my mom died in October. Mm. November was when I met him. Still talking to him, just talking, nothing, mm. nothing was happening. In my head is my boyfriend now. Yeah. And I broke up with my twelve year old boyfriend mm. because now I've got twenty one. <laughs> Okay. I told you, broke up with him at the time. Said, nah, I don't want you no more. He cried, suicide. Mm. Um, to get with this boy. Then he tells me, just before New Year's, there was going to be a party. Mm. The other Vanessa was coming to yeah. the big, part, big, big people party. I was yeah. there. And he's like to me, I just need to let you know that like, there's a girl, she's pregnant. She's going to be there. Mm. But they're not from my ends. It's like some next girl from South coming to East. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, okay. Yeah, but he didn't say who she was. No, he just said like, she's pregnant and she, obviously I'm going to be, it's my baby. Oh, So okay. I'm going to be there with her because she's pregnant and she's not well. I need yeah. to be there with her and, and I'm kind of going to be like, I'm with her, but I'm not with her. It was yeah. just very confusing. I was okay. Like, yeah. He's thinking I'm a fool. Yeah. It made sense. I was like, yeah, cool. I'll get you. Yeah. Well, he's talking to a 13 year old, so he's gonna say he's thinking I'm stupid. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And then I just sat there and I was like, Do you love her? Yeah. Because it's his baby. 
I mean, if you, why would you leave afterwards? So what you wait? So yeah. I, I just saw it as, as a 13 year old, that just seen my mum go through a whole lot of relationship. And my mum taught me, first lesson my mum taught me when I was seven mm. is never, never take another woman's husband. Mm. Never destroy someone's home. Yeah. If, as much as you, if you love, you're better off homeless than being with a man that's got a wife. Yeah. So I just asked him straight away, do you love her? Mm. And he just ran off. <laughs> he ran off. So I was like, okay. Yeah. Anyways, New Year's came, I went to the party. Oh, you went still? Of course I did. With him or? I went, it was a group of people. Okay. She went too. She was with us. Oh, you all went <laughs> together? So then how was the interaction then with him? There was no interaction with him. I was okay. just, I, I literally You were just at the friend line? I yeah. was nothing. I was just there. Like, I was in the party with my other people, dancing and having okay. fun. I would go outside, cry. remember, my mum just died. I'm mm. supposed to be grieving my mum's death. I'm grieving this man mm. with his girl pregnant, dancing. And he's still dancing with me. Mm. He's still after, like, asking me to dance. Yeah. And I'm thinking, she doesn't know. She thinks I tell you. Yeah. I don't know what she's thinking. Yeah, yeah. But next day, this girl came to the auntie's, the auntie's house, mm. pregnant girl. So that was where I was like, this is just too much. Yeah. This is just too much. And now they're telling me you need to serve the girl. And I'm thinking, what? Anyways, two twos now, two months later, I went and put another girl, I went and helped a girl that was being molested by a stepdad. Yeah. And I put into that, that house. I put inside that house. Mm. So the day that she moved in, the guy I liked just must have been coming in and she was changing her clothes. So yeah. She was 16. I was still 13. Yeah. She wasn't a virgin. I was still a virgin. Yeah. I'm on a station as extended to rape. Yeah. yeah. It became something else. Where I was still, I still had my care home. So she lived at home 24-7. Yeah. Maybe if I was at home 24-7, I would yeah. have, um, they would have taken my virginity. I yeah, would of course. It would have been different. But yeah. the fact that I was in care and my stepdad didn't have, probably have me like three weekends or two weekends. Yeah. It was different. This girl now, she's different. She's fully developed. She's like, she's, she's got a body of a woman. So he's amused. He's a lord with her. Mm. So what did he do? He asked her out. She knew I liked him, but twenty-one year old. The twenty-one year old. Okay. When the sixteen-year-old just you know. yeah. And yeah, she got with him because she had to get with him because he would if he, she didn't get with him, then he wouldn't talk to me no more. You know, that was a predator. That that's a predator. That's a proper predator. This that man was a predator. So what what happened is fine. He got with her. I, was, I cried for like two months. Mm. <laughs> it was so bad, and then I got over it. Yeah, I didn't get over it. What happened is his child was born. On the day his child was born, his other friend decided to tell me, I don't know why you like him so much. I've liked you the whole time, but this mm. friend is now twenty four. Mm. Now I'm turning fourteen. This one's actually ten years older than me. Mm. Wow. So. But by then, I did lose the. I already done it. Yeah. I already lost my virginity to that guy, even though he got with my friends. I still had to do it out of revenge because my friends should have never went there. I was, okay. I was, I was, I was just doing a whole lot of crap. Yeah. Basically, as you guys can hear it, <laughs> it was mad. I was a 13 year old, just going fourteen from 13 to 15. I was just going through. Yeah. Instead of grieving my mom's death, you were just lashing out, basically. I was just doing whatever. Yeah. Like. So you, that's how you was coping? That's how I yeah. coped. That's mm-hmm. how, that's so then from um, your mum passing, and then to what age did the, without having to go too 
but deep Stop into it. the details. Stopped now, at 15 when I got tired. I, mm-hmm. I just tired. What, what it was, I saw the girl, the, 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 lived there, the, the other cousin, mm. there, and I had other as well. Yeah. She was going through the messages. Like, that guy was already beating her up, like, yeah. at 14 years old, and I was thinking, and we were trying to stop it all the time. Yeah. So I started thinking, mm. this, she's too young yeah. to be getting bottled and, yeah, like, you know, going through that kind of. Like, we yeah. have kids. Yeah. And then you'll try and do it to us as well because we're trying to defend us. So, it was like, mm-hmm. mm. so I just got, it just got a bit too much for me. And yeah. I just got tired. And suddenly, I just, my attention just turned back to people my age. And yeah. Like, oh, people my age got really drawn to me. Yeah. Like, it was, I see. Are um, you still in the care home at this point? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I only left at 16. Okay. So. Yeah, people my age got a bit drawn to me. So I had boys of my age range that were telling me like, why don't you go out with me? And I just mm. be like, ah, you just want the elders. And yeah, you so used to know that. I started getting picked, like not picked, but it was like, they wanted me to come chill with them. Yeah. <laughs> and I started realizing it's actually more fun. It's mm. drunken, crazy, adult. Adult and life. Like, now and I'm seeing these girls as well, like you're moving mad now. Mm. She's having mental panic attacks, she's trying to kill herself and so yeah, I just got taken off for yeah. like during summertime to my cousin's area and that was just lit. Mm. That area was always lit. So yeah. we just had bare fun with people on my age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then what hey, you said that you left um Portugal. No, not Portugal, um care. Not at I moved, I oh, so as soon as you left care, you came straight here. Oh, okay, so what? How was the process of that? Horrible. Hated coming here. Like, I didn't speak English, not even one bit. What made you come? I had to come here because yeah. my mum died, and I didn't mm. know my dad. I didn't have a dad. Like, obviously, I think my stepdad made it clear to the social service. He must have been shook. Um, that you couldn't keep me. Yeah. Oh, because what sixteen? That's when everyone 18, leaves. 18. Was it eighteen? 18? Yeah. Oh, okay. In my case, in days eighteen. Okay. So. I was happy to stay there till 18 and go to work. Mm. I, I had my whole plan. Yeah. I wrote it down when mom died. I'm not moving to London. Yeah. And I'm not staying with my stepdad. I'm staying in my care home. Yeah. There's so people 18. in my care home there. Live there from young. Mm. When it's 18. And then they got a job and they're still working there. Too. Yeah. So it's like... I that wanted, was what you wanted. I wanted to become the director of that place. Because I was the, the right attractive yeah. director. I might as well become the director. Yeah. So still in my dreams, I'm still going to become a trustee for for, for that place. So guys, okay, still gonna do it. Still in my heart. Um, but yeah, uh, at that time, I had to come here because there was nowhere else. My mom's sister was the only one who, was, who could. She she was my mom apparently. Mm. My mom before she died, she made it clear she wanted me to come to England. Okay. She said she needs to go because she will be popular. That's why I named her Vanessa. That's what she kept saying. At 16, is a Before, specific age. 13, babe. Not as in like, why did she want you to, why did she want you to go at 16? So she didn't 16. She wanted me to come up when, when my auntie came. I just refused. Remember, I didn't talk oh, to my auntie. Oh, okay. So before she died, she told my auntie. At that point, she wanted you to go. She told my auntie, when you go to England, take, take Vanessa. It. Okay. She said, and it was when you were 16. Because I named her Vanessa because of the... The name, the reason why she named me Vanessa is because mm. she said I was going to be like Vanessa Williams. Um, okay, the first, Vanessa yeah. Williams, she's really popular. She was really popular at one point. I, I watched her growing up yeah. as well. So I didn't even know that was Vanessa Williams. I thought she was talking about Venus. Oh. 
the, the she used to talk about winners in Serena mm. as well and say like me and my sister are going to be like them yeah. as well <laughs> mm. so she was really clear in her mind and she said you'll be popular and yeah I went through everything before she committed suicide she also told me I went through all of these because of you Mm. So she blamed me. She did tell me to kill myself. She, she told, told me, you to kill. She told me jump, jump from that way. I won't oh. jump after you. So, but she said, oh, so you know, you can see the battle there. Where yeah. I know you got, you got a great destiny, but at the same time, die. Really? Because, like you know, in the Bible talks how mothers will hate their daughters. So there was a love and hate relationship between me and my mom. Mm. Like, she, she had that love for me because I'm her daughter, and I see them. Yeah. And I see Bill crush his head, mm. you know, but. At the same time, is she had to be crushed before that I could actually, you know, yeah, like blossom and become somebody. She yeah, had to, we had to be crushed first. Wow. So that that hurt a lot. So she won. Either way, she said, "Take my daughter to England if mm. you go, and I'm on the day." But I said, "I'm not coming." Yeah. So I, for three years, my auntie couldn't get me here. So imagine if I did come three years prior. Mm. Where would that be today? Yeah. Would have been different. True. Um, but I'm glad I didn't come. I'm glad I had to learn English from scratch. That I, you know, I didn't go to school here. I had to go straight to college. Mm. And I remember, like my first college, uh, Wolfram Forest College, I was with a lot of Portuguese people, so I was not learning. We were, yeah. we were mocking it. I yeah. was basically back on my Portuguese antics. Yeah. Whatever I was doing there. Was just around your own people. Yeah. yeah, I started doing it here again. Yeah. So it was like next thing you know I got a phone call. So was settling into the UK difficult or was easy because you met other people from Portugal? It was it was you said that it was a small community, isn't it? It's, it's small we are sm- we not a small community but we it's small at the same time. I don't know if you get it. It's like the like, we all know each other. Yeah, that's what I mean by small like as in like you you know, you probably met people that were here that you knew from yeah, but, uh, Portugal. The as people well. that I met that came from Portugal, they only came after me. Mm. Like my, most people that I But met, did you know them in Portugal? Probably one or two, not yeah. the ones that came after me, yeah, I knew them from there. Yeah. But a lot of people that have come when I was here they were here already. Some of them came straight from Angola. Like my daughter's dad came straight from Angola and his family. Okay. They came straight from Angola yeah. to England. They didn't stop him. They, they're not like my mom. My mom immigrated to Portugal. Yeah. To England. So he's a proper, he's yeah, more yeah, of an yeah. English boy. I'm, yeah. a, I'm more of a Portuguese girl. I yeah, was yeah. more of a Portuguese yeah. Um. So yeah, there's, there's that. Um. So there's a lot. The Angolan community is quite strong. Here. Yeah. And I love that because I was always drawn to the Angolan community. Mm. I've always like, I used to perform as well, I used to dance mm. in Portugal, so... So you made a lot of friends, got to know, mm. you know, around, got, got... Was it... Where where in London did you come to? Okay. When we first came, we went to Cardiff for a month. Okay. And that's what my auntie would say, yeah. Oh. And then... Yeah, then we came... How did you end up in London then? She came, she shared the whole plan in her head. She okay. wanted to divorce her husband and everything, so she was just thinking. Yeah. But yeah, my nieces, she had a daughter as well. Yeah. And then I'm gonna move. Mm. So first town, East Town. Yeah, <laughs> that was the first time we stayed in London. Yeah, East Town, and then we what well, one month in East Town, and then we've been in Barking. Mm. Okay. So we moved to Barking. And how old was you around that time? Sixteen. So sixteen. Okay. Sixteen. Um. After that, what happened now? Yeah, I moved in here, gone to college. They put me in Barking College. Yeah. Barking College was funny because it was like I was. I went to Barking College. The other one in the library. That's the one they put me. Oh, it was only one. like old people. It was so frustrating. For but me. it was in. You said it was learning to. It was English, English speaking English college. Yeah, English and maths. It was ESO. Mm. But it's like seriously, there's no adults. 
I mean, there's no young people. They yeah. literally put me in the bark in college, in the, like, yeah. in the library. So it was frustrating, but it was good because yeah. I wasn't concentrating with my peers. Yeah, so like was, a distraction. Yeah. It was the best thing that happened to me. And and turns out, look where I do all my stuff is in other libraries. Mm. So, yeah, you made connections. Not because of the ESOL course. Oh, okay. Nothing to do with it. Like, even when I went back there and I saw my ESOL teacher, she couldn't mm. believe me. Mm. They actually want me to go and speak to the, the students because. Yeah. Like I was six years, seventeen years. I wasn't even interested. Yeah. I was only even going to do my test so I could just get my certificate. Yeah. So, yeah, came here sixteen. It was horrible. I was scared of the big buzzes. I was scared of everything. Oh. Like, <laughs> like I remember I had like both patches after what? Really? Nine Stress. months. Nine months of being here, and I had two both patches in my head, and I didn't know it was. I thought it was the water because mm. you know in my head. Yeah, different. Yeah. I didn't even know about depression and that. I yeah. found out about my mom being bipolar because of EastEnders. Mm. So I gotta say, England has really opened my eyes. In yeah. And I've only started hearing people here talking about bipolar. What the past ten years? Yeah. No one was really admitting that. Oh, yeah, the past twelve years I've been hearing about. Okay, yeah, this one is bipolar. And it's being a norm now. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, it was scary for me to come because I remember going to my hairdresser and asking that, like, what's going on in this world? Is the water in it? She's yeah. like, no, we're stressed and depressed. Yeah. And I was like, what? Look at my response. That would be what my auntie would tell mm. me if I go home and tell my auntie my hairdresser said I'm depressed. What you depressed about? You don't pay no bills. Mm. Why would you be depressed? That's exactly what I told my hairdresser. Mm. What am I depressed about? I ain't paying no bills. Mm. What's my depression? Yo, you just moved from a whole country. Yeah. You've had to you you're having to learn a new language. You've had to se- you separate yourself. You're living in a, in a home of a hundred and something kids now to live in a home of normal family. Yeah. Turns out my auntie that brought me here, she thought she was gonna she start she was experiencing domestic violence. So now I'm experiencing Domestic, but I'm having to deal with my auntie going through domestic violence yeah. firsthand. Yeah. And I, she's calling me for help when I'm going out trying to live my life. She's yeah. trying to tell me Vanessa come home. So you're my... still kind of going through something of some but sort. I'm going through it. Yeah. And then I got my auntie trying to think that you brought me to this country for your purpose. And many, many niece, many people can say that happened to them, black mm. people, where their family members bring you from wherever you come from mm. from your struggle yeah. yeah and they think they're doing you a favor yeah when you get here all they want to do is be, make you their little house, mates yeah house girl you know go get your niece go get your cousin or go do this go do. i mean i don't mind but mm. that's not what you brought me here for yeah i, I came here for my own family this time i'm not even getting no pocket money yeah. so i'm having to go and do cleaning at five o'clock in the morning from the age of seven, 17 16. yeah so just so to my get first by. job here was in primark as a cleaner mm. So I done cleaning for a good three years okay. before I started like anything. I did get into uni after my daughter was one, mm. um, doing new studies. Okay. Didn't finish because then I had my own domestic violence. Before we get into the child, before you had your baby, when you was you was working, and when did you meet the father of your your, your daughter? Um, let, it was about almost a year into being in this country. Okay. Almost a year. I met his grandma before I met him. I met his aunt, one of his aunties from one of my good good friends. Oh, so my auntie, my auntie. No, she did. They, we just it was it's mad. The way my auntie told me, I found your friend. Mm. So she told she gave me this number of this girl, and I told her, yeah, come over, whatever. Yeah. Turns out that we turned, we became really close. 
and then she also what did, what did she have there yeah so i went to her house and her mom was quite old and she has a brother that's got down syndrome mm. and yeah she never been clubbing before but i've been through everything really. yeah she was a bit like me but was a conservative side mm. you know, so i was more already had a lot of experience in different things and yeah she just never been actually out there partying mm. far from that yeah she was a galleys too <laughs> you know yeah like we all we were the same type of mindset yeah yeah let's get boyfriends yeah yeah let's go out let's and plus you're still young as well so you just want to so yeah and i was i'm taking you clubbing so yeah um our first time clubbing was with me so i remember this time i turned 17 yeah i turned 17 a month after i turned 17 i met my 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 baby dad yeah um so that night i remember the day that the woman told me that i got stressed that's why i had that oh i went hairdresser i looked really nice we went to get a drink up to go and this drink up shit so we turn out to another place which turns out i knew the owner of the house yeah and that's where my daughter's dad was and okay. my friend didn't even know that ne- nephew would be there yeah so now she's a bit like oh. and she's like oh, that's my nephew and i was mm. like no he's not yeah he's not a big nephew like that <laughs> he's older than that yeah so i was like okay perfect so i was like oh, <laughs> nephew yeah, yeah. caught your but, eye but we both caught each other's eyes so that's yeah. that's it from that day and i was literally I already had my ticket bought to go to Portugal in three weeks and I wasn't going to come back. Really? You need to leave? And yeah, I was leaving. Oh. I done I done everything. I done I done a couple of ACs. I done my cleaning job. I was like, I'm gone. I'm not staying here. My auntie here. Really? My domestic said she was going yeah. for it. Like, why do I have to yeah. be here? Part of that. I didn't want to be part of it. Yeah. So and he changed it all for you. <laughs> he did. He actually did, you know. Um, not, that, not that I'm like, I'm grateful for his life. Not thank god we're not together mm. but thank god that he came into my life at that time because yeah i was like, I want, like i'm going like don't go just don't go just stay just 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 come back or whatever mm. yeah so that's what made me come back really was because one i was thinking hold on i just been one year away from portugal didn't even speaking didn't even learn english yet didn't yeah even do, didn't even get my qualification mm. can't even be a director of this place yet like you know i'm thinking about at least your vision and your mindset is like way ahead like you know you, you want to be a director people want to laugh at me i'm thinking yo you can't win england for one year you didn't even learn english and you're gonna come back returning nothing i think i'm gonna return with nothing mm. and plus i met this guy and like he seems worth it mm. he seems worth the, my time we'll see how it goes i don't know right? it's just everything just made sense to come back yeah time. you're just like you know what there's love, it's love. I, I say love brought me back. That's mm. why I say love brought me back. Because I was already there and I was there for five weeks. Yeah. But then I heard something happen to me and he went to jail. And I was thinking, what? Like, oh. I think that's the first time he was 18. That's what brought me back. Because mm. he was like, no, yes. I need to go there. Mm. You know, I thought me coming here would make a difference. But he did come out mm. two weeks later. Okay. Um, His grandma couldn't believe I liked him. <laughs> she was like, really? You like it? Mm. That one. I was like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, why? Mm. I love his grandma. So that's my daughter's great grandma now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I met him. I got here and then five, <laughs> two years later, I had Sienna. Yeah. Um, no, no, hold on. A year later, I left my auntie's house. Okay. Uh, end up in a hostel before yeah. you yeah. walking for you. And that's when, and that's when, that's when everything really comes evolves, through. That's yeah. when the whole, like, that's when our vision came through. Yeah. Well. Um, so when I met Ashley, Ashley's the co founder, yeah. is the founder of Moms Animation too. Yeah. I remember meeting and I, she, I said something in Portuguese, I asked for a cigarette, asked someone in Portuguese for a cigarette. And she, yeah. she was like, hey, hey, 
as all you speak portuguese but this time speaking in portuguese yeah i was like oh, my portuguese well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah and she's like no 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 i'm just learning so it turns out that she was my one of my good friends new girlfriend okay i was like oh Oh, is that you? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. so me and I imagine I live on a fifth and she lives on the seventh floor. Mm. In the same block. But none of us had kids. There was no kids there, guys. No kids there. Um, yeah, so we got there. I remember I still went to Portugal on yeah. holidays. Almost stayed in Portugal again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when was it? Yeah, I just realized that after four months of moving in, I got pregnant. Mm. Five months I was going through domestics already. Yeah. Then I start realizing. Then I was isolating myself because I'm pregnant. I'm going through all these months. Yeah. And then I realized that everybody in that block, when I started actually hearing the the, the bullshit going on, I was like, this is a madhouse. Yeah. I was like, so hold on, this is the same. What was the way? This is basically care with independence. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. No one telling you what to do. Yeah, literally. Yeah. No, but we still had sport workers. So you still had sport, but they're not there, like. But they were like they were still coming, like from mm. knock on your door. And yeah, you see like, how you're getting on. You still had to explain yeah. yourself to somebody, so it was like yeah. we still had only three days to have people over, even though we'll do more. Yeah. Like, you know, at one point my baby dad was leaving me. Yeah. My sister lived with me. Yeah. My cousin, even my cousin, that was going through domestics. Meaning, I got my baby dad to go and pick her up, and she just came from Portugal and she yeah. stayed with me there. So. It's a studio flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've so, been in a um, hostel before. So I was like, this is this, and that was a young people's hostel. It was yeah. a new, the foyer embarking. If you don't know, research it was Chapechi foyer funded at the time. Mm. It was amazing. Very young, lots of young people, mm. lots of young people in there, and um, yeah, we 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 got down in that place, man. Mm. Remember the the first stabbing in the place was actually in Ashley's room the first one stabbing oh like it was in ashley's room so that was 11 years ago yeah 11 years ago guys so mind you look where we at now with nice yeah. friend yeah yeah so and look what ashley's doing as well what we're doing now she's actually she's the founder of moms on a mission okay what is she doing actually tell us how you moms on a mission came to that's how we came yeah. that so for the foyer i met the, I met these people and I started mm. realizing that we all in the same boat. Okay. And after having my daughter, um, uh, she got she had an accident in there. She had a really bad burn. She had a skin graft and everything. Oh. So I moved out before she turned two. Yeah. I was there for about two years. Mm. Um, I just felt like this. There's such a bad energy in this place. Like yeah. it's wrong. And all the moms had some sort of domestic violence, or so we all all single moms already. Like, yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, the girls that were getting pregnant, they were going through it as well. So I was just like, all right, when my daughter turned around, when she was two, three, when my daughter was three, mm. I was still about that. I was going uni from when she turned one. Mm. But because of the life circumstances, mm. first she got burned, I couldn't continue that first year. Then I started again, then I had domestics and I couldn't like submit my work. Yeah. Then because I didn't explain, I went through it. Yeah. They didn't want to give me a second chance. So I'm like, mm. this is too much. Yeah. So that's really where Mums on a Mission started coming through. Yeah. So in 2013, I got kicked out of uni. I left my daughter's dad. I mm. got kicked out of uni. I started working, I started doing all these things. I started working on myself. Yeah. Uh, mainly, so I started. Um, I remember at first I was just working, working, working. The first six months that I left him, mm. and then I was like, I had enough. Uh, yeah. So I got a personal trainer coming to the house. 
Um, and then like, my auntie, she just came out of domestic violence. Yeah. Because remember that same auntie that I left her house at 17. Yeah. The one that bought you. Yeah. The one that bought me. The yeah. one that I was molesting her house when I was eight. Yeah. The one that I first told that I was molested because a man, I told her about a man, I didn't tell her about my stepdad. Yeah. I told her, your man, which is my stepdad's nephew, molested me. Yeah. And she believed me at the time because then I found out that she also been raped and molested by mm. people that her. Yeah. She was younger, so it was like, yeah, oh, look, for me. It's usually a repeat cycle, yeah. When I say, I only found out about my mum, I think my mum went through it because she was, but my auntie, that same auntie, so when I went to yeah. be with her now, I'm like, okay, let's get a personal train. I told her she had a man in the house at the time. I said, I'm not moving into your house yeah. with a man. Not after what happened to me in your house. Yeah. My child is turning four, three. Oh, I'm not bringing my yeah. child into a house. She's gonna go through yeah. what I've been through. Yeah. If he's gonna be any man in the house, we're not living together. Yeah. So she got rid of whatever was there because he was um, uh, emotionally abusing her. This is not her husband, this is her ex boyfriend. Mm. So, she's just being abused by so many men. But you could never tell if you see my auntie, she's too strong. Mm. Like, she's strong. She's got everything because she's persistent. Yeah. Like, even though she's been abused, it's because of her strength. Like, you know, because she can't, don't take no rubbish. Mm. So that's how she'll move, man. She'll move on. She won't mm. heal. She'll move on. And does she feel problem. like she need a man? She, that's, that's, this is yeah. where we're going to get to. This is where mom's going <laughs> to come from. Yeah. My frustrating me as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I started going ham on working now and working on myself. I just mm. showed a picture from the times I posted over there. Um, and, yeah, my auntie, just I just brought her with me. I thought auntie needs to use both need this and uh, yeah she just like um yeah Vanessa have fun live your life mm. and do this that and the time that I had because I had so much time to do me mm. I started feeling like I need to work on my purpose yeah like going to work wasn't enough anymore it's just I was just when I went fine, yeah we had all this bottled up inside I you. remember go, I was working in Tesco's warehouse mm. and this mom this woman because we were doing all lifting and yeah. like, I like to lift I yeah. like that. that's, that's how I do my yeah 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 um, so she's it can she, be therapeutic as well yeah she couldn't do it so she dropped the bananas or the watermelons I think it's the watermelon yeah okay so they they sucked up and I went nuts. Went nuts in that place. Do you even know that this woman is? So I went on. I went on one. And somebody was telling me, Shh. because you need to like, no, nah, this day, like they can just suck you. So I was like, yeah. I don't care. Is that your first like? No, actually, no. It wasn't your first job, but it was no, something. I was there for a while. Yeah. I, I, I worked in a few warehouses where male dominated, mm. and where because I'm a woman, they even. You know, being sexual harassing me or really assuming that somebody or trying to see somebody or trying to push someone yeah. to sexual harass you. So I, oh wow! That's what I told you. I'm not afraid of man. Mm. I will literally go my like you know. I'm like Daniel these days. Throw me in a lion then and I'll put them to sleep. Mm. Like literally, I'm not coming. I ain't got no problem. <laughs> it's because of putting up with so many different yeah men and doing it in silence, doing it with just. Yeah. Just letting, you know, sometimes just let the presence of God take over. Yeah. So that's it. Um with this with this man, uh with these places, I didn't care. Mm. So I started slacking, I started smoking, I started chilling. Yeah. Instead of going to work, I was going to this house. I even changed to night shift, so I wouldn't really go to work. <laughs> so I'll go Just so you can relax in yeah, a day. I just go to this girl's house, I remember her name, she <laughs> she was she had a she had a story. Yeah. I, I was around a lot of broken women. Yeah. 
And that pushed me because yeah. I couldn't take it. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was in the smoke. I didn't smoke weed, and then I found myself actually starting to smoke with these people. Really? Yeah, because I just it was just too much. My yeah. pain wasn't even taking me as well. Yeah, I couldn't do anything anymore. I've yeah. left myself, my my. I've left my baby dad now. I've left mm. everything I could. I'm, so you just needed something to take your mind. I needed off to everything. Everything. So and every night for a year, that year that I lived with my auntie, mm. for about no even word of a lie, yeah. Every night till March 2015, mm. from August 2013 um, to March 2015, mm. pretty much every night I cried, unless I was drunk or too high. Mm. I cried before it was before I went to sleep. And I didn't know what it was, but I knew something was alright. Mm. And obviously, as I started talking about, so admitting the molestation, admitting this, admitting mm. that, started c- coming out. I started. That's when it all started. The mums on the mission because it was like, yeah. They would start doing fitness in Ashley's back garden, and because when I started doing it with my auntie, yeah, six months uh, after that, I felt so good in, in, in doing that. that I felt like you lot need it. Yeah, like, this is what we need. Look good, feel good. So in my head, I, I had that thing. If yeah. I look good, I'll feel good. Yeah. But then it got to the point that looking good wasn't making me feel good. No. Yeah. I was doing my nails every week. Now yeah. I was fixing my hair. Every but week. the problem was still there. And I was still feeling some, yeah. some sort of emptiness. And yeah. it's like, what is it? So okay, then I got into okay. Let me fulfill my plan. Let me let me do what I enjoy. So I yeah. started working with David. Um, you know, you got jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Inside success. I said, I went to David. I said, okay, I've done this before. I'm not going to run through, but I wanna, I wanna be here. I wanna help mm. out. So he got me a little job there, and that was nice because mm. he helped me to get my understand what is my purpose. Mm. And then, yeah, I was like, okay, this is not gonna be enough. The fitness in the back garden of the mom. Yeah, we need money because obviously we need to pay the personal trainer. Yeah. So David got. So home. he was doing. He was working with you alongside moms on a mission. There was no mom's animation yet. Oh. Mom's animation is going to be born now. Oh. I'm about to give back to it. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we got to the point where it was like, all right, guys, we need to make money. Yeah. Like this woman, and we're doing all this training, and I'm yeah. like, all these ideas, and I, I, I was always doing something with the mums. Yeah. So before he was even called mom's animation. So you know, we're all mums already at this point? Um, at this point, yeah, we're now all mums. Ashley's already worked. Um, yeah. Had a second child. Mm. Ashley had a second child. I'm still on my one child. Mm. Um, and how many got children <laughs> but yeah i was like okay we need to do something so we need to get money yeah so david introduced me to this um network marketing thing yeah like, okay i'm gonna build a team of moms mm. strong moms that want to become independent yeah and, you know we want to do it the right way don't mind you yeah just before this mm. like when i told you i went to this self-destructive path i stopped going work i was chilling with these two girls and one of these girls she used to do the job my mom used to do yeah my mom took all the way down to prostitution mm. like my mom took it down she went you know what i mean yeah from its court to the lowest of lowest level she took yeah lowest values let me say mm. um so this girl now chilling with me and i remember her saying like she didn't, she just, she was drinking, she used to drink, she used to need to drink, she used to drink before mm. she got to bed, she needed like, two shots before yeah. she was to sleep. I didn't understand and she told me, she's like, oh, I've lost my dignity. Mm. And she told me, I, I started doing this, what, from the age of 16? Wow. From Portugal. My, my sister broke from Portugal. Oh. And she continued well, my sister it. was like 16. My sister broke here. When your sister was 16, brought, brought somebody else here. Yeah, because yeah, my sister came at 10, at 12, 
So, because I had, I was in the hostel mm. with my, and I had a daughter, and she was my younger sister, mm. and I was on that, like, she was always going to be inside there. They just gave her a room in my, yeah. in, my in the hostel. So, yeah, then she thought she was gas, and then I got my own place. So, she went for one holiday, and got yeah. some back with her. So, <laughs> turns out that she brought some people with some problems. Really? But it was fine. You know, when this girl told me her story, I always knew yeah. her wrong. Um, when she told me, uh, I've lost my dignity. I got really clinging to her that I wanted to save her. Mm. So you took her under your wing? I tried. Yeah. I tried. Um, obviously, you can't You can't help who doesn't want to be helped. Yeah, of course. You can't help everyone. You can't save everyone. I did, I did try to get her a day job. She said she can't. She can't do day jobs. She wow. tried, but she can't. Oh, she just couldn't do it. When you're in that lifetime, mm. lifestyle, it's hard. So, mm. yeah. Um... So she, where was I? Yeah, I started this thing. She was a part of it. She wasn't a mom people, but I really wanted to help her. Yeah. And it was from that night, there was something that was read to me that I realized that I need to walk my purpose. Yeah. Because I'm becoming self-destructive. Do you know what your purpose was? I knew my purpose was to do with helping other women. Like, yeah. Like my mom. Mm. I, knew, I always knew that. Okay, that's my first revelation. When yeah. I was, and I was 16. It's like, I could help my mom if I was a bit older. Yeah. But then it was like, you're going to help any woman like your mom. Mm. That's the first revelation I had. Yeah. Um, but then, most recently, okay, I started Mums on the Mission. I had my four moms. I remember Regina, Maria, and Ashley. And mm. me. So there's yeah. four of us. And I was like, okay, and then Shandra and as well. And I was like, all right. With mum's on a mission. Yeah. Here we are. It's mum's on a mission. What year was this? 2014. 2014. Like November the 4th was our first event. Oh, wow. And it was all about trying to get people to become financial, create residual income. Mm. And then we started, I went into starting point and I'm like, I want to start something. I already went there before I even started mum's on a mission. Mm. So I already had this application in my hand yeah. for mum's to start a project. Yeah. So they could give me some hot desk and this, that, and the other. Yeah. We didn't know what to write for two months. We didn't even call it Mums on the Mission. Yeah, actually. it was a different name. Yeah. Uh, Mums on the Mission was just a project that yeah. I just had. This project was a project. But the lady from there, from Wise Choice, uh, from Starting Point, said, Why don't you close? Because we had a mental breakdown. Mm. We actually, we, we started with seven people when we started mm. the whole Wise Choice and the Mums mm. on the Mission. There were seven people and I just started dropping. Everyone just dropping. Just started dropping. So it was me and Ashley standing and. Ashley had a mental breakdown, I had a mental breakdown. We both had it, but I kind of came out of it quick. Yeah. Than her. Or I thought I came out of it, mm. you know? But I just dealt with it because I've been able to switch yeah. it off for years. Yeah, you can hang so yeah. I, I've been able to just remember yourself, remember yourself. You mm. know where you come from, remember. remember so I just always. switched it off and yeah. Um, she went for a lot. So I then had to close. I still kept going with Vice Choice for about a year. Mm. Still went on. I still got a lot by of myself or by myself. But you know, there was a couple of volunteers that would come yeah. in and out. But it was by myself. I wasn't there all the time. Yeah. I help people get to work. So at that point, what was it about? Though? It was the if same. Same as comes on a mission. It was all about oh, so same concept. It's the same concept. And what's really? the concept? So for, just for our listeners, so they know. So our vision is to create happy healthy and fruitful families mm-hmm. around the world and it's to pr- uh, promote uh, the vision the mission is to promote confidence and to no 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 no, no sorry to build <laughs> confidence and promote resilience mm. within our communities oh, good. so that is it that's the mission that's yeah. the vision you know yeah and it's always been the same mission mm. it's always been 
the same vision. We just didn't have the words yeah. to say. But yeah, now yeah. Now you have it there. Happy, healthy, fruitful family. Yeah. That is the big vision. Uh, yeah. The ultimate vision. And we need to create that. And the reason for it is because... Because where we come from, like I said to mm. you, uh, definitely not healthy background. Mm. Not for a thought either. Yeah. My mom died, she didn't leave nothing. My my granddad my mm. grandparents died and they leave nothing. So it's like there's no the fruits are just yeah. dry. Yeah. You know, we keep drop let leaving dry fruits. Yeah. Like, we we need to be fruitful. Not, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um the story behind it is because so many of us, especially black us black people, we, we just fight, 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 fight. I bet we see our parents fight, mm. our kids see us fight. And there's no happiness in that. Yeah. Like there's just like you said, struggle. There's just getting on with it. Yeah. And that's not what we want. We want to create survival mode. Is no. like we're always on the survival mode, and we shouldn't have to be always on the survival mode. So if we put, if we if we build that confidence yeah. in like in, in your community, mm. they can be happy. They can be healthy. They can be fruitful. Mm. Then that you promote the resilience. Yeah. You know, it, it's through that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. And um, anyone be a part of it? How does a mother join? Is it so a, right is now? It, is it a community? Is it a club? Like, tell us more in terms of okay, now there's moms on the mission. You've got you know the work, the, the wives, the house. Yeah. So what can we? What can any like a mum like me or our listeners that's listening to us now? How would they be able to be a part of that or join or they you know self refer themselves mm. through. Our social media platforms we do have a whatsapp number website is being built it's always being built mm. <laughs> it's, it's getting there now yeah um we are um we do pit advocacy yeah so we focus on health and well-being mm-hmm. and youth intervention yeah so for example if you're going through some benefit issues and yeah. housing problems mm. um we can help you we can advise you we won't you know sort the situation for you yeah we can direct you yeah yeah um oh yeah advocate for you as yeah, well yeah we will advocate because yeah. advocate is helping you make the choices yeah the right choices Support. it's not doing for you what you can do for yourself yeah so people get it wrong with, yeah with advocacy and we will sometimes we get it wrong and that's yeah. where the burnout comes from yeah um yeah you can Contact us via social media. Um, What's your Instagram? underscore. Mm-hmm. Mums of a U, please. Yeah. There's the mums from Australia. It's the black mums. Yeah. yeah. It's the black mums with boxing gloves. That's it. Um, for now, just DM us if you need anything. Yeah. I will leave my contact with uh, the multiple birth experience. You can always WhatsApp me directly and let me know. Mm-hmm. Or my team. We now got a team of yeah. advocates, so you can contact as well directly. But also, when it comes to the health and well-being, mm. um, we work out in the field, in via Zoom, every week. Mm. We're in the field twi- two to three times a week, as long as it's dry. Yeah. If it's not dry, we're on Zoom. On Zoom, guaranteed once a week. Yeah. So This is during the lockdown? It, yeah, we've been doing that. Yeah. We started in June. Okay. Very much. Mm. June, we started doing the, the, the working out. Yeah. And now we got about 30 mums that are involved. Okay. So they yeah. don't come all at the same time, but yeah, but it's still he's working. We've got mums from different areas. We've got Colchester, mm. uh, Yorkshire, Camden, South London, mm. different North London mm. now as well. Yeah. So, so before the lockdown obviously happened, you know, things you were you, you guys were doing a lot of projects and stuff. What kind of projects would you like? So before the lockdown, do? we had the Shine project, which is a personal development project to. 
help you identify your worth, value, mm. and purpose. Yeah. That's a, that was a six week project. It's perfect. We had the intergenerational project where our moms were running the fun club. Mm. Um, every Wednesday. Yeah. That was fantastic. We're going back to that again. Uh, I'm thinking we might have to get a gazebo. Mm. <laughs> yeah, if we manage to get premises, mm. which we will, yeah. by God's grace. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing it, like, go back to the fun club. Yeah. We've got mums that want to run football clubs now. Yeah. Like Obviously, sons and stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, nothing. Even girls. The girls, we've got girls team. Oh, that's Yeah, good. girls don't play football, yeah. so... Uh, we've got mums that want to run the fun club. We've got mums that do the gardening. So mm. we've done a lot of gardening throughout the quarantine as well. Yeah. A lot of peppers growing. Um, and I did that with my with the young people, the children in the yeah. local area. Um, what else? What I know you meant you worked with um, you worked with you mentioned you, you help or support other mums when it comes to like benefits or housing. And, you know, tell us some success stories that you that, that you've help so we we will have more like okay uh like, mums they've got none with barriers speaking English, mm, for example yeah like because i'm portuguese i've yeah. got more difficulties in certain things certain mm. they will tell me i'm not entitled to yeah whatever so what we'll do we will speak to that advisor he says but that person normally can't do it because it's under stress mm. and she's now blocking so we will contact the housing ourselves mm. and uh, you know just put word forward just explain you know just literally write a letter mm. of support or just you through the right mm. people that can help you okay to, to reinstate your benefits and we've had we've got a lot of cases like that yeah we've got so someone, the council is familiar with mums on the mission the council is familiar with mums yeah. on the mission now even referring older people that we got all the people that are going through, they're not getting the support that mm. they should be getting. Yeah. So I've contact, we, I have will contact the council and just let them know. Get in touch, the adult social care needs to be in touch mm. with our family, support them. Let's say somebody that has been waiting on benefits and now they don't have food, we will make sure that they get some food yeah. vouchers or whatever they need to get. Yeah. The type of, that type of support. Yeah. You know, make sure they meet their basic needs. Yes. You know, so yeah. right now, um, we don't really get, I'm not really getting many cases. There is a few cases of homelessness and we do speak like, yeah. uh, over, about those type of families, but you're more likely to be relocated. Mm. So Ashley was relocated yeah. to, to Yorkshire. She was born in bred in Barking, mm. and now she's there. So I'm not someone that, if you've got, you've got a case, I probably will tell you that you might have to move. Just like I had to move from Portugal to England. Mm. Yeah. You know, but you might have to really move yeah. there. So what happened is, She's extended mum's on a mission in Yorkshire. Yeah, so we now got No, you don't have only London or Barking and Dagenham. No, we now got Yorkshire as well. So we've got people that we advocate that are in Birmingham. There was in Yorkshire, they mm. now got relocated to Birmingham. Mm. They was gonna get deported, they haven't got deported in our bin house mm. because they've had that system. And sometimes it's not even so much about what we're gonna do, it's just moral mm. support. Yeah. Like what we do is just make you believe that your case has a solution. Yeah. Because it has. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been, I've sat there, remember when I was pregnant with my daughter, I didn't speak English, my benefits got cut off, yeah. I didn't get no money from my whole pregnancy, they didn't yeah. that. they backdated me, then they stopped it again, but then I had to wait until my daughter was born, yeah. for them to start giving me benefits again, yeah. so it's not like I wasn't entitled, but there was a wait, yeah. and I had to keep 
pushing and believing it and yeah. that's what makes you that's what makes you advocate the fact mm. that you've been through it yeah yeah and so you make a great support when you've been through it yeah, yeah. and you kind of like know the steps as well in the process we have a couple of we got we got some cases actually mm. we have a lot of success stories uh we are now supporting families with laptops we've supported a few families with laptops throughout mm. lockdown yeah we're about to do it again we're getting a whole bunch of laptops yeah. again um so 14 of our families which are they already been yeah pre-selected they already worked on it with us they're going to get the laptop oh, cool. we've got some food vouchers we've got some uh funding from island foundation yeah so we're going to be giving our 30 pound vouchers that's really good it's not much but it's, it's something it's, it's something, something for that's now. Better. so that's how we support yeah in the in the in the and again it's helping with your health and well yeah because knowing that you got you know, a yeah. laptop that you can join in and yeah, join in Zoom and stuff like that. There's so much training yeah. available now. We also um, tell us about your coffee mornings. You've had a few coffee mornings, haven't you? That was so in nice. Yeah, our coffee mornings was the best. Um, was our first way of starting getting mums on a mission back up. Yeah, with the coffee mornings. Okay, in the library. Mm. So the funny thing about this all is that I done my English in Balkan Library. Yeah. And my company is actually registered to the library now. Mm. I got a great relationship with the library's, you know, managers mm. and you know directors yeah. and all of that. That's really good. And my fan club was run in the libraries as well, yeah. the Super Money Centre, yeah. which is a library. My youth intervention is run in Dagenham Library too. So everything happens in the library. Yeah. Too. So I might as well own it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, the library is there. Is the one? Yeah, I remember. I came with you one time, didn't I? That's where my one, office yeah. is, and it well, was. Now with the COVID nineteen, mm. we need to. We work. That's still open, no? Well, not for not for people to sit down. I can oh, if okay. I request. If I go there and tell them I need to come and use the place. Yeah, it's fine, but it's not uh like it used to be. Yeah, the room's still there. I can still book it if I mm. want to use it. But yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Um, so we got new new ideas, new projects yeah. coming up. Uh, we're gonna start doing some YouTube gardening bits. Yeah, so we do a lot of gardening. I've yeah. done a lot of growing in my house for our quarantine. Yeah. Um, even the healthy well-being tips, yeah. even just uh, the rice water in your hair. Mm. If you see my hair growth, it, and I never keep my hair natural. Yeah. I've always had a problem with my hair. Yeah. I've always had a problem, and I've realized. That all of that, all the problems I had, you know, yeah. all to do with majority of my trauma. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like my hair mm. because the people that were looking after me didn't have patience for my hair. Yeah, that my hair is too much. So they they shaved my hair when I was nine years old. Oh, shaved it a lot. When I when I was nine, they shaved my hair. So mm. before I went into my care home, I was my mom literally left us at this woman's house, mm. and she couldn't do it. Like she basically abandoned. She, my mom got kidnapped, by the way. And I was nine. Oh, yeah. gosh. That's how, yeah. When she came out, the kidnapping was already in case. Oh, no. So she got kidnapped, and uh, we was at this woman's house, and she yeah. was white. And she cut my hair because it was a big afro. And now, every time you see me, when I go through something, from the age of 15, I started doing it. Mm. I started cutting my hair. And I can't take it no okay. more. And it's a release. That's where it stems from. That's where yeah. it stems from. My cutting my hair wasn't because. Yeah, fresh start. For me, just like, and Release. also I loved Halle Berry. Yeah. After my mom's funeral, I watched Catwoman. Okay. And I thought, that's me. I'm gonna yeah. be like her. She was a defender. She was a protector. Wasn't yeah, she? yeah. So I, I don't remember much. Had her cats around her. 
I always dream about that. Mm. Like, always as every time something bad happened to me, I always used to dream about a car. Mm. So I don't know. It's because when I was a kid, I proper envisioned saw myself mm. in that woman. That cut in my hair was part of the look. Yeah. Of the, of the yeah the frustration the, the boldness. Yeah. That's it. Who are you inspired? Who are you inspired by? Who are your inspirations? It's funny. I wrote that down the other day. Um, yesterday I shared it. Tina Turner was okay. my first inspiration okay she why is was, that even even before my mom mm. my mom is my inspiration but tina tana was mm. if you ever watch what's love got to do with it yeah um the strength that i she just adds. got the fact that she came out of it mm. and when she beat him after so much beats when she beat him i was like right and it's almost like she wanted him to beat her that, that final one in it not the ones that she was going through but the final last yeah, beat that, that she took that she wanted him to beat her and she fought back yeah yeah. That one she fought back. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's. And that was the last one. And I watched that after like, my mom's funeral, mm. straight after my yeah. funeral. I watched it with my granddad, and I remember it was just like, wow, my granddad is a big man of God. Yeah. So he told me that what she did is foolishness. Mm. What your mom did is foolishness, and then I also watched the Passion of Christ. So you know, mm-hmm. like Jesus is my big, is 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 a big big thing in my life. Mm. At the end of the day. From the time I got told that he's gonna come and mm. sort everything out, I was only six years old and I was going through fire, mm. hell, yeah. My mom was drunk, she sent me to church drunk. So I remember going to church and getting there and they're telling me about this man, this this son of God is going to change everything. Yeah. So all the cripples are gonna be healed. And I just remember asking, even the one in a wheelchair, <laughs> that, that's all, like, that's till now. Yeah. It's like God keeps reminding me, remember, even the one in the wheelchair, yeah. gonna get up. Even the one with the things are for, right? Even my grandmother, I yeah. remember that, like, like, yeah, everyone's gonna be, everyone that is of God's gonna be back. Yeah. He's gonna be healed, he's gonna yeah. be fine. So I thought, okay, I'm mm. six. So that's, that was my big role model, to mm. know that no matter how much pain I go through, temporary, mm. then, I used to watch Cinderella mm. a lot. So I used to think, yeah, that, that's me. Yeah. So my role models really was all fictional. Yeah. Was on TV was all, it, not that Jesus is fictional, mm. it's not. Over time, it proved like, to me. It's like you had like a imagination ish kind of vision. Yeah, I'm one of them kids. Yeah, yeah. Like your mind will take you outside of your body and yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, so that's how I kept going. So when I was 11 years old, mm. um, I went to the council where the area where my auntie lived in Portugal, mm-hmm. yeah. And I must have said I was I was bored. I was bored after that summer. Yeah. I was already in care, mind you. But I was bored. Yeah. Nothing to do. And I'm not in care because yeah. everybody's having fun in care, but I'm here. Yeah. Family's houses suffering mm. in the summer. <laughs> so I thought we need to do something. Yeah. So I started looking around the area, I started looking around, so this is problems. Yeah. Problem. I wrote it down and I said to my friend, and funny enough, she's here now, she's in England, so mm-hmm. she can testify. <laughs> and my sister and I said, we're going to the council tomorrow morning, because mm-hmm. we need to sort out some things in here. Yeah. Know, football pitch, in the park, oh, wow. the fence there, with the fence here. Like, and I went down there and I said, I didn't even know it was a council, I thought it was the house, uh, the White House. Yeah. Like, I thought it was the proper president house. I was like, I went there, I want to speak to the president. Like, well, if you want to speak to the president, you need to go <laughs> to the House of Commons. Yeah, that's what I said. I went to the reception, I want to see the president. Mm. They're like, what president? The president of here? Like, they were like, well, mm. there's no president um, here. You might have to go down to the city if you really mm. want to see the president of the, of the you know, Portugal. Yeah. 
It's like, okay, so who do I speak to? I need to speak to the president of something, the one that's in order. You yeah, know, in control. In like, control like, of like, he's in charge of all of this. There was this woman. So she came out and she actually saw me. She sat down. So I said, what do you want? She yeah. was intrigued. What you got to say? Mm. So I go, um, I just want to know when you're going to put a park. When you're going to put a park here, there and there. Mm. Because we need this, that and the other. And yeah. she goes, um, well, I can't just put things there. You need to have a petition. Yeah. You need to do. I said, you need to put like, something in the blocks because somebody's going to jump out of that. Mm. You need to... Is this on the block my mum jumped from? Oh. So two years later, obviously she told me to go into a petition. I tried. Yeah. I picked up a, a blank piece of sheet and I went around the neighbor to the top. Yeah. Another black one signed it. Mm. And I got to the fifth floor, this white neighbor, she was like the caretaker of the block, said, mm. I ain't signing this. How do I know my signature is not going on some. Gotcha. I said, What do you, I just want a park mm. and a fence in a block. Didn't hear me. Mm. Months later, a nine-year-old jumped from that same block. But I got annoyed because I was a kid and I was like, you know what, mm. I, don't, I don't even believe it. I don't even care. I don't even need these things. Mm. I got a park. I got a beach. Mm. I got all, everything I'm, I'm asking for this area. Mm. It's all my friends. Mm. I already got it mm. where I live. Mm. So I was like, ripped the paper in mm. front of her, moved on, said I'm going to start a newspaper. Mm. Anyways, two month, month or a year later, the nine-year-old died. She, I think she had autism or ADHD. Mm. She's gone. Because yeah, back in our days, we was was you that posted that today? The mm. back in our days, um, there was we didn't have babysitters. Oh, no, no, there was my friend. We didn't have babysitters. Our parents were just closed yeah. the door and they opened the door to no one. Yeah, so yeah. She jumped. She jumped from the ninth floor. She was nine years old. She jumped from the ninth floor. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. the ninth floor is equivalent to the twelfth floor. Mm. So I was like, okay, one, one down. Mm. I forgot that I went to ask for this. Mm. Like I told you, I still feel it. So, a year later, my mom did it. Okay. So now my mom did it, and it's like, my family didn't have no way to pay for the funeral mm. or whatever. So they went to the council to ask for help. Mm. So when they got to the council and they said, this woman, my sister, whatever, mm. she left two daughters, what are daughter's names? I think they had to look that mm. The woman knew I was from the council. Yeah. So my family shocked. They paid. Oh wow. They paid. Yeah. Because I asked. Yeah. I told them, do something. And it could have been prevented. Yeah. It could have been prevented. So it's like Yeah. If you ever got a vision of something, the same thing, I came to this country yeah. and that's where the vision came from. It's yeah. like I can't let it happen twice. Yeah, yeah. It's like I come here and I see that I'm in the bunch in the middle of a bunch of people just like me. Mm. People that never smoke slightly like smoking, people that don't drink, mm. I drink even air version of fucking like come mm. on, it's not make some sense. Yeah. What's going on? So I thought I would never be in domestic violence. Mm. I was in domestic violence. Mm. So it, it wasn't even like it was his fault. Like I was so traumatized. I was so broken yeah. at the time. And everybody in there, we can all admit that. Mm. that Ten years ago, we can't say it's domestic. We can call it domestic violence. Mm. It's not. He didn't just start abusing me. Yeah. It was a thing of one thing after the other, pressure on top of pressure. Yeah. And then we just all exploded. I'm slapping you, slapping me, I'm cussing you, you're like you're you're cuss you know, it just became yeah toxic. Yeah. So I say hurt people hurt people. Of course. Broken people hurt people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah. So now I'm even now with Mums on the Mission, I'm in a phase where I really feel like when I first started I didn't care about how men feel. Yeah. 
but over the years and i, I found my dad three years ago like i yeah. told you guys guess what he's got serious yeah, mental yeah, health we issues both, yeah we will go through it so both my mom and my dad struggle with severe severe yeah. mental health issues yeah so and that like, combined I'm, together they combine together i'm not immune to it mm. do you understand i might be but i'm not mm. as a matter of fact i suffer from it too yeah so obviously i just have but you have a way of i just have the knowledge yeah. i know to i know what it is and my mom yeah. was very specific on don't eat fast food don't watch too much TV. yeah she knew these things i didn't understand it was a problem yeah i was diagnosed with epilepsy when i was born oh, wow. so she was very careful what i'm going to yeah eat, what i'm going to watch she knew it was affecting me so yeah. now i've got a bit of that knowledge yeah. and being yeah. a mom my daughter my mom are the reason for the mission yeah you know and every other child that i see yeah. in this in this country i feel like god brought me to yeah. so many people like me so many mm-hmm. i made some i got god daughters that got the same story yeah but they would have never said if they didn't have someone there yeah to tell the story first exactly so yeah you buy them so in not so much words what would you tell yourself like 10 years ago what, what if you knew then if you knew then what you know now what would you tell your 20 year old self and what how where do you see mom's on a mission five years from now that's funny uh, yesterday in not I, so much words i met an 18 year old and i told her she's pregnant now mm. and i told her i was pregnant yeah 10 years ago 11 years ago and yeah her, at the end of the day um god is with you yeah remember just just continue to seek his will just continue to seek God's will above mm. anyone else, above your own will. Yeah. Because if I did that, things would have been different. Yeah. But I did to a certain extent. Yeah. I wouldn't be where I am today. Exactly. So in all in all times, just give it all to God. Yeah. And trust in the Lord with all your heart, and not on your own understanding. Mm. That is the only thing I would tell yeah, yourself. My, myself is trust in the Lord mm. with all your heart. Lean up, yeah, and be patient. Yeah, I lean in my understanding. I used to lean in my understanding too much. Yeah, and now the ten year that like, something happened to me ten years ago. I'm, I can see the growth in me. Yeah, I see how I handled my daughter's dad. I would handle the next person mm. I want to be with. Yeah, because the respect that I learned as well. Yeah, me and my daughter's dad. I see him as a brother now more than anything mm. because we got yeah, so a much great history. relationship. Yeah, it's not great, but it's the fact that. We know each other. Was a whole parent as well. Sometimes yeah. it's complicated. Sometimes yeah. it, it, what I, what I, I've, I've done my growth. I'm doing my growth, mm-hmm. and I'm not rushing anybody's growth. Mm. Not because I had a child with him. Yeah, that means that he needs to grow. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he's got. This is why I said trust in the Lord because yeah. before I got a kid with him, I had many opportunities not to have a kid with him but yeah. because I was so stubborn yeah. and I was sure that he's the one. How many of us are so sure? Yeah. And we're not sure. Yeah. So I had to. The only thing is, I'm just praying. I, I had to have that child yeah. to learn to obey. Exactly. Obedience is really important. God's timing. He probably was the one, but because yeah. we rushed it so much, yeah. we ruined it. We it, turned out different. And five years from now, mom's on a mission. Oh, big plan, big plan. So five years from now, mom's on a mission. Aims to be doing its international. We're going to be doing international residentials. Mm-hmm. So and national residentials mm. so we already started like last month we had a little getaway spa getaway yeah oh that's nice some of the teams so that's going to be something but it's going to be open there will be a membership active mm. membership yeah. so you can join us yeah so or... the community will be more of a big community growing mm. more mums 
and more areas yeah and i'm willing to take take you internationally so yeah. we'll be doing some international first stop in portugal first first up we'll be in portugal mm. um we got france as well yeah um africa definitely dominica yeah so we've got a couple of places that we'll go yeah. in the next five years we'll definitely go to dominica yeah and worldwide takeover <laughs> it will be take over the world it's mad how you like how is that gonna happen but it is gonna happen it's gonna happen you've got a vision like i always say the mind can conceive it and achieve it it's there it's yeah there. so it's possible everything's possible and the day just leave it to god so in the next two years we'll be doing the the national mm. national getaways and national okay so, you know the shine well hopefully this lockdown and this coronavirus and all this wahala that this was going on yeah we can once that's all over we can just our kids are going to be setting up their businesses now i told mm. you about the rice kiwis project mm. before isn't it mm. yeah so they will be starting now in next year okay so it's looking Things are looking forward Things now. That's great. That's great. So yeah, just stay tuned with us. Yeah. Our website will be up soon. Our memberships should be starting in April. Okay. So you can sign up to become a member. Stay up to date and follow Mums on a Mission on Instagram. Yeah, Mums That's on a Mission. Mums on a Mission with a U and underscore at the end. M U M on a Mission underscore. Yeah, stay up today and you'll get all the information and any questions you want to ask, you can contact Lessa directly on that um, Instagram page as well. And that is it for today. Thank you for joining us, Vanessa. Thank you for Thank being you. here. I've learned a lot more than I did an hour or two ago. I appreciate it. I hope my list I hope our listeners have learned or even been inspired by your stories because it is inspiring and um you know we wish you all the best with moms on the mission thank you guys and um yeah man there's so much more i have to actually put in a book the book's coming yeah yeah that um, was great Same the man. book is coming <laughs> so yeah thank you for having me here the multiple birth experience as you can see i've given birth to so many different things <laughs> in my life so it's like, i do have one daughter but i've got yeah. many experience and i have to give birth to them i have mm. to go through it <laughs> we out thank yeah. you